The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh, man, dude, I am so stoked. We This week, we are entering October. Yeah, at the end, dude. At the end of the week here, Friday, it October 1st. Time, man, it's that time of year. We went camping this past weekend, and we did notice the leaves were starting to change out here in western New York. Well, the southern tier. Southern tier of western New York. Um, but they're not there just yet, but I have a feeling that by next time, by the next time our next episode's going out, we're going to start seeing some real changes in the skies. Fuck yeah, dude. Trees. Uh, It's a good time though, dude, being out there in a a little bit of nothing, dude. Literally had four walls, uh, a couple cots. Yeah. No running water. Loved it. Loved it. It was nice, dude. It's it was like it was kind. It's I mean, it's just the step above camp, uh, tent camping, because yeah. it's definitely below like the the real kind of nicer cabin camping. Yeah, like when you we were in I mean? Vermont. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But it was good time, man. I enjoyed it. Was it was just enough amenities for everybody. I enjoyed it. It it fulfilled a lot of that need that I have when I I just really love spooky stuff, and mm-hmm. we definitely had had enough of that uh, with bottles flying off of refrigerators. Yep. Yep. Uh, paranormal, obviously. Apparently ghosts are not fan of uh, hot sauce. We came across some weird alien substances on trees. Yes. And uh, we heard when we were hiking uh, the call, a back and forth call of Sasquatch, Bigfoot, basically yes. calling to yes. each other. Yes. Um, so, dude, we experienced a lot of stuff on this trip. We did. It's and it was surprising because it's, it's, it's only Allegheny. Right. But yeah. uh, the trifecta in one trip. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. We couldn't. We couldn't have had a better time had we written it, right? Uh, I'll tell you what, though. In all seriousness, dude, when that hot sauce bottle flew off the top of that <laughs> fridge, I was just like, "What the fuck just happened?" Like, I was like, I really thought, like, "Hang on a second. Like, is this place legit haunted? Is there something going on here? Do we have a poltergeist?" <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy, dude? Uh, that, no, like I, that? I wasn't worried about. It. I figured it had to do with something with my heavy ass feet walking next to the fridge or something. But yeah, but so I don't know. It did seem like it traveled quite a distance. It did. It, it wasn't just this little slide fall over, dude. Yeah. It went kind of like sailing off. But like I said. Uh, through method of deduction, I said I have the same fridge at home, yeah, uh, and I have had it where things will slide off and roll off if you don't have them positioned properly. So, right, right. in defense of uh, debunking um, our experience, there's True. that. However, I still like to fall on the other side of somebody through our hot sauce off the fridge. Yeah, it felt, dude. It, I don't know, man. It did fly a little further than it yeah. should have. Is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And the lid broke, and it was aimed towards my head. Uh, yeah, I think that may have been happening too. I didn't see that part. No, I didn't see that part. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I'm just, I was also kind of inferring the fact that we're going to be getting into poltergeist. But before we do, like I said, we're about to head into October. So we want to remind the listeners out there that we are going to be talking about the Out of the Shadows 31 Days of Halloween, our 31 movies to watch for the month. We've actually. Uh, narrowed down a list that you and I came up with, mm-hmm. and uh, it's all splattered on the calendar. So we're going to tell them what it is, but not right now. Nope. They got to wait. Yep. Till the end of the episode. Well, this episode is actually a live telethon, and we're hoping to raise $5,000. <laughs> so uh, when we get Venmo. to that point, we'll uh, we'll tell you what the movies are then. No, yes, we're saving it for the end. You got to get through all the other bullshit about Poltergeist first. So. Yeah, and that's the key. We're jumping back into 1982. We're watching... Poltergeist. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so unlucky. With their three children. 
And something more. kid i used to call pronounce it poltergeist like poltergeist you know what i mean like and then poultry. as i got older yeah i got older i heard i learned it was poltergeist so uh but no dude this movie i think i said it before i've seen it like a trillion times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i can talk about it with my eyes closed right yeah. so the plot is uh what is it again <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh so Here yeah, we go. It's, it's something that i've seen a, a, a whole bunch like i love this movie um it's got it's it's got its great things. It's mm-hmm. got it's definitely got some flaws, but there's also I, there was a couple things I noticed this time around watching it for the show. Okay, so okay. this is going to be fun to talk about. What's your experience with this movie? Like, how many times have you seen this, or like, when's the first time you saw this? Okay, movie? so I've seen this movie quite a bit. This is one of my favorite horror movies. Okay, um, remember when I would tell I tell you the story? I've probably told you the story like five times now of how I got into horror. Uh, and always being out at my grandmother's house as yeah. a kid, and this movie was always on the television for yeah. some reason. So that's like my uh, my first experience with this movie. But it always seemed to be at the end after they were already uh, trying to get Carolyn and uh, Tangina was already there trying to help. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It, it was never at the beginning. Um, but yeah, dude, I love this movie. I love this movie. I always have. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those movies where for me. It holds the same kind of nostalgic warmth. I think I want to say there's a warm feel for this movie because of the way it looks. It's got a very Spielberg look to the film, right? Mm-hmm. Like Spielberg's DNA is all over this film. It's yes. saturated. Yes. Even just the way the it's just the, the way it looks, the way it feels. And I always equate Spielberg to that kind of feeling, like watching the Goonies, right? Or, yep. or, or something like that. So, or so Jurassic Park even gives me that feeling that, I mean, Spielberg just has a way of connecting the visual to your heart. Yes. You know, doing with manipulation of light, manipulation of coloring, all that stuff, you know, even specific shots. We were just watching Goonies today and talking about like, there's a lot of shots where he does these kind of, uh, upshots looking up. Of the kids, and they're usually lined up eyes, in a yeah. certain way that it's almost like this kind of cool, like, I don't know, like, yeah, you know, organization. I just, the way it looks is so nice. And, uh, you can see his thumbprints or his, his fingerprints all over this movie, even though it's directed by Toby Hooper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Toby Hooper of Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame. Yes. Yes. The, the, the <laughs> like, one and the same. How, how do you have the guy who's got Leatherface? Okay. Also doing a movie that's again feels like a Steven Spielberg film. Like you wouldn't equate Steven Spielberg to Texas Chainsaw. No. Do you no, know what I mean? So like how does this happen? Yeah. How does Toby Hooper say, "You know what? I want to do the movie here that uh, the, the Steven Spielberg story. Let's do this one." Do you know the story? I don't. How does you this really happen? don't. Yeah, okay. Tell me. So <laughs> Okay, I didn't know you didn't know the story. So 
Steven Spielberg, uh, I don't know how it came to be, but eventually him and Toby Hooper were talking to each other. Okay. And uh, supposedly from what I understand. in my mind, I see Steven Spielberg watching Texas Chainsaw and fucking like being a fanboy. Oh, he, he loved it. Toby Hooper and he's just like, oh God, I've been wanting to meet you forever. <laughs> he <laughs> loves I mean? Texas fucking... Chainsaw. That's what brought them together. That's oh, why okay. he said, all right, I got to work legit. with this dude. Okay. So, yes. And uh, so I guess they were talking back and forth. And from what I read, Spielberg offered – uh, Toby Hooper E.T. Ah. And then he told him the idea for Poltergeist, which hadn't been written yet, and said he wanted to do that instead. Steven Spielberg couldn't, according to his contract, um, make more than one film uh, at a time while he was making E.T. That was part of the contract. He couldn't uh, make they any wanted other him films to while he was working on, on that. E. Okay. So he had this movie and E.T. basically working at the same time. Sets were 20 minutes apart. Um, Steven Spielberg supposedly was on set every single day, except for three days, uh, for Poltergeist and they made Poltergeist. And then basically once Poltergeist went into post-production, that's when E.T. started, right? He, Spielberg had his, uh, what's his name? Khan. I can't remember his first name. The, uh, editor, mm-hmm. the guy that he always works with editing Poltergeist. Well, he's on the other film, you right? You can see it all over. So now begs the question. Is this really a Toby Hooper film? I was about to ask you this. Do you see this as Toby Hooper working with Steven Spielberg? Because, again, Steven Spielberg is just making his name, right? Like, again, he's working on E.T., so E.T. hasn't even blown up yet. Yeah. And However, though, think about it. This movie was also first first conceptuali- uh, conceptualized as a sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes. Then Toby Hooper kind of spun it around and gave it that, that horror spin. True. Uh, but let me look yes, at this real quick. So coming uh, for so be, so he did have Jaws, right? So he's mm-hmm. already had Jaws. He's already had uh, Close Encounters. He's already had Raiders. So he is well. Raiders came deal. out in eighty one. So yeah. technically, they were probably 82. making. They're probably getting ready on pre production for this. That's what I'm saying. Like he's out. already had these under his belt. He's mm-hmm. made a name for himself. Toby Hooper has uh, for sure. We know he's got Texas Chainsaw already. Yep. Right. Um. He's also got Eaten Alive and The Fun House. See yeah, what I'm saying? So let me ask you something, though, because you said Steven Spielberg saw Texas Chainsaw and was a fan, right? Yes. Now, is this a case of um, one mentoring the other as a mentor, Steven Spielberg having these under his belt and bringing Toby Hooper in and then kind of being a mentor to him? Or is this a mutual thing where they're both seeing themselves as benefiting by working with the other. So like a Steven Spielberg working with him and giving him suggestions, but also watching him work and taking things from him and being like, Oh, that's how he does this. Or that's, that's how he gets this, this feeling across screen by moving the camera a certain way or doing that. And then he's adding that to his arsenal. Like, is he respecting Toby Hooper in that aspect? Or is he seeing this raw talent and this kid, this guy? And he's like, you know what? I'd like to work with you. Why don't you do this and I'll mentor you. I'll show you how I do my stuff, but I want it to have your flavor. So what do I don't you know. see? It? I don't know because the way I used to see it, I used to see it that way. Yeah. Because this is a great Spielberg movie. Really Everything is, about dude. this it's, movie like is said, Spielbergian. It has right? that feel, yeah. Granted, he wrote it, so I understand that. But even, but even the, the feel, look, yeah. even the sound, even the texture, everything. The, is the, a the lens flares. Yes, dude. dude. Yes. So that's why I think it's that because now I'm coming into cons- no, not really conspiracy, but a theory that I have about this time period. I think that they were trying to train people and teach people to be like Spielberg and like John Williams during this time period so that they can keep making movies on that uh, scale, but not have to rely on them because of their time and the amount of money that they're going to have to pay them. So if they can train people to have the same eye as Spielberg, um, and the same sound as John Williams, and you put them together and work on a work on a movie together. You're gonna already the recipe's there, right? Goonies, yeah, great. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that the, here's the thing though: they're not robots, right? They're always gonna have their own. Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely, in, in stuff. absolutely. But, but, but if you can get it as close yeah. as you can, and with the, the close supervision like this, you can. Obviously, you proved it. You know what True. I mean? True. So let's That's, get into this, dude. Yes. Poltergeist. This is a Toby Hooper film. Uh, again, but Steven Spielberg's all over this. This is a movie that tells the story of a family 
that lives in a development community uh, because the, the, the father, uh, Craig T. Nelson, is a salesman. He sells these, yes. these, these mm-hmm. models, homes. And in those days, and you know, and I don't know if it's still that way, that was kind of a thing that they do. You know, the, the salesman would be able to buy the home at a very, very cheap price so that they could live in it and then sell it because they've lived in it. They know how it does things. You know, they know how it makes you feel. Yeah. So that's the deal. There's this new development in is the, it's in California, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, north of LA, I believe. Like, uh, I think they're modeled it basically after like Santa Clarita area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a Santa something. Yeah. Uh, whatever's the name of the town. Um, so there's this development. They're living in it, and right at the very beginning, we see that there's stuff happening. They're they're doing some construction. They're putting a pool in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of construction going on. Which the, the very opening scene is very Spielberg. Very kind of like. Look at this beautiful kind of neighborhood. Everything's serene. Kids playing in the street. You know, this guy coming in with the beer and he drops it everywhere. And well, right before that, everywhere. the opening opening is when we first see Carol Ann interact with the television and the static. Yes, yes. There is that piece. The mm-hmm. uh, We have the the music, the, the, the TV, go, the music going, right? Yes. So you're right. That's that's the foreboding piece. That's this kind of little little hint at what's coming. Uh, basically, they're they're fall they're asleep, and the TV goes to to static after a certain time of night, is which is what it would do. Yes, it would back then. Yep. You have all your your programs, and then after a certain time of night, they would play the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, no, not the Pledge of Allegiance. What's the Star Spangled Banner? Yep, and uh, and then go to static, and so um, we see that we see the little girl get up and go up to it, and does she talk to it at the at that point yet? No. Yeah, because she goes five. She goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. I don't know. We do see that piece. Yeah. Uh, then we, like I said, we cut to beautiful day neighborhood. There, there's construction happening on the house. Which, by the way, these construction guys do. <laughs> First of all, he's just walking through the house with beer spraying everywhere. Oh no, he wasn't a construction. No, guy. no. He these were the these were the friends. The they were all game. over watching a football game. Yeah. yeah. So first, this is my first thought: is how come nobody respects these people's house at all? First, there's the friend with the beer just spraying all over the place, just walking in like it's not a problem. Then you got the construction guys that are just like leaning in the kitchen, just grabbing Eating food, right out of the pot, tasting dude. food. You know, oh, great coffee, Miss Songs. You know what I mean? And, and then, then checking out the daughter, dude. Yeah, then they're harassing this teenage girl, which back then, the way the mom's reacting, she's kind of looking with concern, but then she's kind of smiling like, boys will be boys kind of thing. <laughs> But I think the smiling actually was because her girl gave back attitude. You yes. know what I mean? Which was awesome. Didn't take it. Uh, which isn't that fun. I always love that that little hand gesture thing oh, she yeah, does. Dude. I'm like, oh, I love that. Um, but yeah, so we get the idea that they live in this home and there's construction that's starting. And this little weird thing at the beginning, right? So this kind of, well, we already know it's paranormal. This is coming, right? Yep. So we start to see the signs. We see the signs during breakfast. Like there's this time when they're just kind of messing with each other and everything, and the kid goes to take a a, a drink and the bottom of his glass blows out. Mm-hmm. Fucking creepy. Yep. Um. Meanwhile, right? Like uh, the the Carol Ann's going, to but the it doesn't draw any attention on. because it happens, dude. No. Sometimes your glasses just break. It's got a small, tiny fracture in it, and he reaches in to grab his fork and it's all bent. Yeah. See, that crazy. doesn't normally happen. I probably would have said something. Nope. Didn't Why didn't say the word. mom say anything when she saw him sitting on the counter? I don't know. Didn't say a word. Carol Ann immediately turns the little TV on the counter to the static so she could just stare at static. Mm-hmm. And the mom's pushing chairs in and telling him to stop leaving the chairs out. She walks back and pulls Carol Ann away from the TV and, you know, puts it to a regular channel. It's, it's going to It's gonna ruin your eyes. You sit that close, right? She comes back. The chairs are all back out. She's like, did you do that? Uh-uh, all right. And then... uh. Some of the other stuff happens real quick, and she kind of walks back away. And when she comes back, now the chairs are all stacked up on the table. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting paranormal activity, bro. Yeah. Did you ever notice in that scene when she walks away after pushing all the chairs back in, She the camera pans this way, right? And there's uh, Carol Ann sitting here at the counter, and you can see the mom kind of coming off screen. In the very corner of the screen t- to the left, the very left corner, they had a plant, some plant sitting there in the corner, standing there, right? All of a sudden, because whatever they did to switch things around as fast as they could, you could just see the leaves flutter <laughs> super fast, like whatever's going on off camera, super fast fluttering. And that's when she comes back and the chairs are all stacked up together, dude. So, yeah. So now we're seeing, OK, some weird shit's happening and she knows this. Mm-hmm. Then we cut away. Craig T. Nelson selling the house. Yep. Walking people through the house, selling the house. 
He comes home. It, wait, does he talk to the guy yet and find and finds out about the burial thing? But all the graves have been moved. No, no, no. That doesn't. That come comes a little later. bit, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. later. Not too far later, but it's coming later. So he comes home, and wife's like, "You got to see this." And he's like, "What? Well, what? What? What?" Right? She brings him in the room, and the kitchen now has these markings on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like this circle in front of her, and this kind Arrows. of arrow yep. to the wall. She takes one of the chairs, puts it in the circle. She's like, now just watch this. I know she's telling him first. She's like, remember when you were young and you used to have an open mind? <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is funny because like earlier when they're smoking weed and oh, yeah, he's reading a Ronald Reagan book and shit. So she's like, do you remember when you used to have an open mind? <laughs> she, she's like, try to go back there. And so we watched the, the chair just kind of wobble a little bit and shake in its sp- spot. And then it starts to slide away. And, mm. and it hits the wall and you're just like, holy shit. And she's excited, right? Would yeah. that be your first thing? I mean, I guess if you've been all day home all day trying to figure out what's happening there, you'd be kind of excited to show somebody else. But Craig T. Nelson's uh, reaction is, I think, what I would have been like, like, wait, is that real? Yeah. yeah is that probably. for real? And then she's like, honey, come here, Carol Ann. I would have not put my kid on with, it, dude. Let's have you play with these weird forces. <laughs> this football helmet will be enough to protect you. <laughs> From whatever it is that's moving that we can't see, the girl slides across the floor, and now Craig T. Nelson's like, "Holy shit, what is going on here?" Right? Yeah. So I'd be uh, saying, I'd be saying, "Holy shit!" I wouldn't have even stayed that night. I would have said, "No, we're getting the fuck out of here." So now not they're interacting, right? They're interacting with this yep. stuff. That's not good, dude. Um, and now the storm's rolling in, mm-hmm. right? And they're up there. The kids are in bed, and. It's starting to storm and it's all creepy and scary. And there's this tree that's outside his window, which at the beginning of the movie, there's this kind of little weird foreshadowing also that there's something with this tree. The way he looks up at it and it kind of like looks like it looks like something with arms just kind of reaching up to the sky. Real creepy looking. And later on, there was a a scene between him and Craig T. Nelson when there's a storm and they're it's the same storm, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same storm where he's talking about the lightning He's mm. saying to count, mm-hmm. you know, just count and this and that. And uh, he does. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. When did the stuff come out of the wall or out of the TV and hit the wall? Was that the very beginning of the movie? No, when, that wasn't very. That's beginning. now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the storm, because they come back in. That's right. So uh, that's right. That's right. So that whole thing goes down. Um, I think that. No, no, no. I think that happened the, the morning of the uh, the, uh, the dining, uh, the, the kitchen stuff. Yes. That happened that night because they were scared from the thunder and lightning and the storm. So That's they go and stay right. in the parents' bed. That's earlier. That's because right. they were smoking pot that night. That's right. So uh, then, and that, then, and then the t- she has a TV incident yes. again. And this time we see shit come out and shoot yes. into the wall. So now we know there's a, ro- a lot of weird Which, shit happening. Uh, yes. And let's hang on and talk about that for a moment. There's a black spot on your wall above your bed. You don't, you're not like wondering where that came from, what that is. Your dog's sitting there dropping its ball at it and staring at it and you're not in the least bit concerned. Yeah, exactly. Like, not come on, dude. Come on. So this storm comes in, right? Uh, and all of a sudden this tree kind of comes to life Yeah, and pulls this kid out of the, like pulls him out of the bed, just breaks in and pulls him out of the bed. And Craig T. Nelson, his wife freak out, come in, running in like, Oh shit, he's getting swallowed by a goddamn tree. We better run down there. So they run downstairs <laughs> And the whole time they're down there trying to wrestle this kid out of the tree, there's some crazy shit happening in their bedroom, Carol Ann's bedroom. Oh, yeah, dude. Closet doors flying open, crazy swirling shit. And then all of a sudden, everything starts getting sucked into there, which freaking awesome effect. The way they pulled oh, yeah, that off dude. was awesome. That was awesome. But what was weird later is when you see things flying around, you could totally tell it's like blue, you know, green screen or blue screen at the yes, time. Yes, but it still looks, still looks great. It dude. looks good, but you could still kind of tell. Yeah. But the way they made when they did that, what was it? One of those tilting room things. The way they oh, made that the shit fall, yeah, to the uh, to the closet and stuff. When Carolyn's oh, holding oh, on and oh, all that, yeah, 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 so good, dude. The way they did that, I heard they did that scene, and she was so scared. That was the only scene that scared her. And I guess Steven Spielberg gave her a hug and said, "You don't got to do that anymore." Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so that's why there's a dummy. You can see a dummy kicking its little robotic feet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's uh yeah, she ends up getting sucked into the closet. They get the kid free of the tree. They go running. Oh, there's a tornado. They see the tornado. Yeah, the daughter too. comes out. The oldest daughter comes out. Dad, there's a tornado. It's like, where the fuck have you been for the last 20 minutes? <laughs> right. Uh, and it sucks the tree up. Yeah. And 
Now they get inside. Like, holy shit, the fuck's happening, right? Then they're freaking out. Holy shit, the little girl. Let's go look for her because that was a tornado. That's dangerous shit. Let's make sure she's okay. Yeah, the window was broken. Maybe she got sucked out through the window, dude. And they go running in there. They can't find her. Nope. And this little kid, this uh, this boy who's covered in gunk and all this stuff, right? He hears his sister calling from the TV, yep. ecstatic. And uh, she's like, she's in here. And she comes running in. No, she's like, mom, mom, because he knows she's in there. But when she comes in, she hears her. She's like, oh, Carol Ann. She thinks she's in the she's room. in the room somewhere, yeah. Uh, no, she's in the TV. Yep. Damn. Fucked up dun, shit dun. there. And uh, so they bring in some paranormal people. Hey, something's going on here. Can you tell us what's happening? Basically like uh, like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on here? Tell us what's happening. I love his story when they get up there to when they're first there and he's telling them, oh, it took us seven hours to record this little Hot, uh, hot Wheels Matchbox car going across the floor. <laughs> and, I, and all this time I'm thinking, I've seen the movie before, I'm thinking, yeah, well, you're going to love what's behind the door, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the dad was thinking too. Yeah. Uh, they find out that there's a, a few entities there. There's mm-hmm. one that's not good at all. Nope. It's evil as fuck. Who we later eventually come to know as the Reverend Henry Kane. The Beast. The Beast. AKA the Beast. He's there. Um and this it's right around this time that we find out that the, the houses were built on graves. Mm-hmm. But uh Craig T. Nelson's boss assures him, dude, we've missed we've moved him. Don't worry. We did it the right way. We respected the people's graves and we we did that. Um they're like, all right, we have to figure out what we're doing with this. We have to. Are we going to get our daughter back? How's this going to work out? Mm-hmm. This is. There was one point during this time, and I think I said this to you that I can't. I gotta sit back and go back and time it. But it really feels like too long of a time where all of the dialogue was whispered, like all of it. How how many minutes do you think that it was? Felt. I'll tell you, it felt like fifteen minutes. It's probably like maybe five or six. It was six minutes, right? But. <laughs> it's brutal. It's just whis- nonstop whispering, dude. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, okay, can we talk now? Why is all this whispering happening? Sure, everybody's sleep, sleeping man. because they've been up for days and days, but yeah. like, this is not good for for film, for keeping no. people's attention and really keeping you in it. You can start to lose people with the whispering. And it was and it was, was a lot of theater? information too. It felt like that they were giving out like important information things. And in a dark theater, bro, you're you're gonna start dozing. After your stomach's full of popcorn. Or or in a in a darkened living room late at night as you're trying yes. to watch this movie for a, a podcast. While your dogs are snoring next to you. <laughs> and my cat's sleeping on my chest, and I'm just like I'm like, oh God. And I'm waking up and I'm like, Jesus, 20 minutes went by. They're still whispering. It was only it was like four five. minutes. <laughs> you know how that happens too? You fall, you doze off. You feel like you've been sleeping for like 20 minutes. It's only been three. Um, so they figure out, oh no, they have to bring in, uh, now they have to bring in the medium. Tangina. Right. What's her name? Uh, Zelda? Zelda. Is that her real name? Yeah. Um, they bring her in and she's like, Oh my goodness! There, I can feel the the presences, right? <laughs> oh, this one's not nice. And she's like, "Oh, this is where she is. Don't go to the light, Carolyn. Don't go to the light." Uh, they it's a pretty damn good impression, dude. We should do an animated version of this, and you can do her voice. <laughs> they 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 figure out that the portal is in the closet. But the, there's an exit. Like you can go through there, and if you need to get out, it'll end up coming from the ceiling into the living room. Yes. And so they figured it out by like throwing like objects through it and watching mm-hmm. them fall through, right? Yep. So they come up with this bright idea. Hey, let's tie a rope to one of us and go through the portal and just find her and then just jump out through wherever the exit's supposed to be. Yeah. Wouldn't Carol Ann see the exit from her side too? Like, why wouldn't she just go to the exit? How is the how is the person with the rope gonna find it? Because they're going to follow the rope, which is already sticking through the exit. Oh, that's right. It went through. That's right. That's right. That's right. It already came through. Duh. Hello. Anyway, God, I the like worst. the uh, I like the little argument that ensued about who would be going. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> How did they decide? I forget. What was the decision? What well, was the, the mom was like, factor? no, I'm going. And 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 uh, uh, Tangina was like, well, t- no, Tangina said, I'm going. And then the mom said, no, I'm going. And she says, you've never gone in there. You've never done this before. And the mom says, neither have you. She's <laughs> like, Tangina well, says, you're right. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you're very right. And you're the mother. You should go. 
Uh, yeah, but dude, yeah, so. that's how it gets decided. So mom that's goes right, in that's to right. save little Carol Ann. I'm thinking here they were drawing straws. I couldn't remember. Um, I've seen it a million times, dude. I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it happens, right? So they, she goes through. Mm-hmm. She comes in with Carol Ann. <sighs> save the day. The movie's done. Yes. Oh, thank it's goodness. done. Finally, everybody goes good. home. Guys goes, everything's going back to work. Everything's good. Everything's fine. There's no more problems. Yep. But they're moving out of the house. Yeah. So now they're moving. They're packing. Uh, the uh, the this place has been cleansed. What does she say? Something like that. It's a cl- it's clean now. It's a clean home. The home has been cleaned or cleansed something like, or something that, like yeah. that. And uh, yeah, so everything's good. Except, dum dum dum. When dude's away. Uh, it was uh, and the girl was a girl at her boyfriend's house or a friend's house or yeah, something. She went a friend's to house, uh, right? friend's house, I think. Yeah, uh, mom's at home with the two little kids, and then um, the beast was like, "Hey, bitch, I'm still here." <laughs> and here comes the ruckus, dude. Um, this is where this this is a, one of the memorable scenes. She ends up, the mother ends up getting dragged out to the pool right in the mm-hmm. rain, mm-hmm. and we have all of these like skeletons coming out of the ground. And right before that's happening, we're finding that like that the whole thing drops out from under them. Yeah. You told us, you told us there were graves were moved, but they weren't. They're still here. Dude, we find out that it was still there. Yep. The, the, they the didn't, they, Native they American said, graves were it. still there because they was the what they did was move the gravestones. They didn't move yes. the actual graves themselves. Okay, that's the end of the movie. Well, I'll get to well, the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll so then they, they, you know, they, uh, they, they, they grab the kids. They get it. They fight their way off, and they get into the car. And as they're getting ready to take off, oh, what's her name comes home from her friend's house. She's like, "What the hell is going on?" on? Yeah, and they jump in the car and they look over, and all of a sudden the house just kind of implodes like implodes on itself, on itself and poof gone and there's all these neighbors just standing around watching this yeah, whole there was shit fire shooting out of somebody else's yard it was all kinds, kinds of crazy, crazy shit, shit. but then it's and then boom it's done right and yep. that's it they take off they get to the uh the motel oh they get to the uh, motel they, they like, wheel the watch tv, TV? Outside. let's watch some tv tonight nope fuck that put the tv in the hallway um but okay dude okay 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 so <laughs> you've seen this movie what was your first yeah. experience with this movie oh god he like I, I remember being young seeing it and i think I think my dad put it on for us. I was probably like eight or nine. Okay. And I mean, I could see it being scary for a little kid. I don't remember it's really scaring me, but I just remember just being like fascinated and just thinking how like the they're here thing I had heard, you know, because it was part of pop culture. So by the time I'm watching it, um, but yeah, that's the first time I watched it. So I don't remember like thinking of, but the first time I remember watching it, thinking about it and really getting into it. I think it was that I loved it because, again, it had that Spielberg feel. There was a lot of stuff that happened. I remember feeling, though, like, oh, man, there's more. <laughs> and then it's the same way. Like, any, every time I see it, I, it's always that, oh, yeah, it's not done yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, why? What about you? Well, no, no, no. I already explained oh, mine. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. You oh, know yeah, mine. Yeah. And then I've I was just curious. And then, so, yeah. so you do like this movie then? Oh, yeah. I'm a okay, fan of this so, movie. Big time. So, And you've seen the, the sequels, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So my favorite one is the third one in shit. Well, oh, dude, I love the third one, right? dude. I fucking love uh, it. In the even high-rise though apartment. that poor girl was going through some shit, right? She yeah. was going through some health problems at the time. Yeah. Um, which I guess ends up leading to her death anyway. Yeah, there's been a lot of mysterious deaths around these movies. Um, the curse. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Um, but okay. So Indian burial grounds, right? Yeah. Okay. Number one, these spirits did not look like Native Americans no. when they showed them in the one scene on, on that they no. caught on camera. Number no. one. Number two. Um, it means nothing to the film, really. It, well, Especially when they does. play around with the beast. But later. then number two, they come back in the second one, and it's it's the Reverend, the, the Reverend Henry Kane, all his followers. I right. thought were the graves, so it's not Native American graves, right. you know. And number two, ready? This this movie title is bullshit. Right, it has nothing to do with a poltergeist. It's not a poltergeist. No, it's not. By not the all. own admission of the researchers in the movie, yes, this is a haunting. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The na- yeah, it's one of those things where you're just like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. Nope. It's like having but a movie called Pirate, it, dude. and it's all nothing but like clowns. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, you're right, 100. percent Because the idea behind a poltergeist, it's a it's a German thing, but it's it's a it's an angry spirit, or a lot of times it's the it's the um, what is it? It's usually tied to to 
kids usually going with poltergeist? Yeah, real poltergeist is usually yeah, it's attached to, girls, to like a person, a kid. Typically yes. girls going through puberty and that it's a lot of their emotional energy is causing these things. And it's not it's not an an intelligent uh being, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's not the right thing. It's not, it's it's definitely not a poltergeist uh in the film. But that's the title of the movie, right? That's what we're working with. Everything else about it, dude. Again, I talked Spot about it at the on, beginning. Dude. Love it. Love the the you know the cinematography. Love the lighting. Love the color palette. I love the acting in this movie. I think mm-hmm. the acting's awesome. Oh yeah, there was nobody you know? bad in this movie acting wise. Um, there was a part in this movie where there's a lot of stuff happening at once, and mm-hmm. I love that because Steven Spielberg does that a lot in his films, where um, it may be a breakfast scene and three or four characters are all talking all at once, and it gives it this kind of like. It feels natural. It feels yes. normal. It doesn't feel like a movie where everybody's waiting to say their own lines. So they're not so talking can over hear each them. other. Yes. You know what I mean? And I love that. I love when there's that kind of natural thing. It happens a lot in Close Encounters, yep. you know, where they're just kind of doing that. It, they, in the Goonies, they do it. Um, I don't really ma- notice it in a lot more other uh, other films. I just know, I mostly notice it in his films. Uh, he's got a way of doing that, and I love it. I don't know what it is. I just love that. It's more real. That's what it conversations feels, are, dude. Totally does. Um, so since we're still kind of hung up on this whole thing, um, is this a Toby Hooper film or a Steven Spielberg film? Because it's let, Spielberg me, film. let me get into it even deeper, dude. Let me, let me, let me spill all the beans here that Uh-oh. I've read. Bring the tea. Uh, so according to crew members, mm-hmm. it's a Steven, a lot of crew members, it's a Steven uh, Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because according to them, he shot up, set up most of the shots. He did all the storyboarding, uh, by his own admission, he said, well, you know, uh, he Toby just wasn't to fill him while he was on other sets. Yep. Like what's his name? Like Tim Burton with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Batman Returns. Mm, yeah. Basically. That's interesting, dude. Yeah. Wow. He wanted to make his film, but he couldn't be there while he was directing another. So he had to trust somebody who would listen to him, but had mm-hmm. a decent uh, feel for what would make something scary. Yep. But would listen to him and say, do it this way, but make it scary. Have fun. Yeah. Well, don't forget, he also, he, he approached Toby Hooper. Film. He had touched pro, Toby Hooper to make E.T. first. True. So he wanted to make Poltergeist. He didn't want to do E.T. yet. He wanted well, he was like, here, Poltergeist was still under development. Nice. And again, like I said, it was supposed to be a sequel to Close Encounters originally. Poltergeist was? Yes. So it was going to be, what, Alien? Uh, sort of, Yes. Interesting. Um, and then Toby came along and spun it in the horror direction, which is great. The only Toby Hooper I see in this movie at all is the bodies in the swimming pool at the end of the movie. That's the only Toby Hooper I see at all in this movie. I think the, the way he they they sprinkle in those moments of like, oh Jesus Christ, what was it like the breaking of the glass? Those little things, even the fascination of the moving, I could see that being a little bit more Toby with the the build up to it. The 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 tree stuff, very creepy, scary. Mm-hmm. I could see that being a lot of Toby stuff. You're right. All the moments of true horror would be Toby's tape yeah. touch on it, and that's not now, much. There's not a lot of true horror in that film. According to Toby, he did half of the storyboarding, uh, and he directed the movie. <laughs> of course, he's got to say that it's a great film. Yeah. So. I but don't he know, had, dude. Look, he had a mentor. Let's just be honest. He had a mentor. Yeah. It's all over it. You can see it. It's visually right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know? Because when you go back to Toby Hooper's other stuff, like the thing he does right after this is a movie about vampires in space. I've seen it. I absolutely loved it. I didn't realize that it was Toby Hooper until after seeing Oh, yeah. What was the name of that movie? Wasn't it like Vampira or something like that? Uh, no, it's called Life Force. Oh, that's what it's called. Yes, Life Force. Great. Uh, then he does, let's see, then he comes back with Texas Chainsaw 2, which I mean, again, nobody yes. expected that kind of movie, but that's the way he decides he wants to go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, anything, I mean, he's got other stuff in there, but I'm, I'm skipping around. So night terrors is decent. Body bags comes after that. Well, body bags. He does the one, the one piece co-directed it with, with John Carpenter. Um, but Spielberg, I mean, Again, you know, Toolbox Murders is maybe his next big name movie. But if he wasn't just there as a pawn and a name so Spielberg could make the movie and put somebody else's name on there, how come Spielberg really didn't do much with him after that? Yeah, dude. He needed somebody to fill in and he could trust him to just listen to him and do what he wanted to do. Yeah, it's a Spielberg movie, dude. Wow. Yeah, dude. Spielberg knew what he was doing then. You're right. It's a Toby Hooper movie, but 
I, I, you know what? No, you know what? I, I, I take that back. It's a, it's a co-directed movie between Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper. It really is. It's not one. It's not just one. It's not just the other. Yeah. Maybe more so Steve, uh, Steven Spielberg, but it's both of them. But like I said, you're going to have somebody who's going to be seen as the mentor. So yeah. the, the, the mentee, mm-hmm. right, is not going to want to like step on toes. So if, if Steven says, I want it done this way, uh, do these shots, do these ones. I wanted to see this scene. Uh, I wanted to see these done by this time because I can't be here. I yeah. got to go re- do ET. I got they Elliot were, like I said, and an ET so on a close, hospital dude. beds. Yeah. So I'm going to go do that right now. I need you guys to make sure uh, Carol Ann's doing this. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. Boom. And again, comes back. a composer, composer very much like John Williams. Yeah. Uh, his regular editor who yep. he had edit this film instead of doing E.T. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So He's going to look at this and say, okay, this is how Steven would like this to play out. Yep. This is my storyboards. This is the footage I have to work with. Let's make this work this way. Boom. Yep. And he's got all his other – Kathleen Kennedy was a producer. Um, so was – what's his face? Um, I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, Frank Marshall. They're all – all Amblin and uh, yeah. and and Skywalker Ranch people, you know what I mean? There you go. Dude. So he had him. He had them all sitting there watching him, uh, watching watching Toby while I was making the movie, and made sure nothing got put what out of line. Weird dude. feeling that must Isn't be, it? right? To not Fucking have complete weird. control over. Oh, I guess that's the case anyway. You know, uh, studios are always going to have the depends. Same. Executives will have say on. Depends on who things. you are as a director, and it depends on the studio. Big, big, big studios are going to do that. I mean, Zack Snyder right there for the Justice League. Mm. Come on. Um, anyway, yes, I fucking love this movie. I love the scene where the uh, the one paranormal investigator is pulling his face apart in the fucking uh, the pantry at the sink. I love that scene, even though it's super cheesy now. Uh, I love the skeletons in the pool at the end. Yeah, and you know, cool. those were real skeletons. Yes, I did know that. Um, How gross could that water be, dude? She didn't know it until oh after God. the fact, dude. How pissed would you be after the fact if Ugh, you found out? I know, dude. Oh, my God. Gross. But awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Still freaking awesome, dude. Um, so, yeah, yeah. This is one of my all-time favorite horror movies of it's all good. time. I it's love this stuff. movie. I watch it whenever it's on. Great pacing, too. Great pacing. Yes, dude. Again, I again, say, well, I mean, Spielberg obviously wrote the script. So, yeah. of course, the pacing is going to be on point. Um, but uh, I don't know, dude. It was just great. It was great. It's a – for the time and the other movies mixed in with the other movies we've been watching for the time, to see a horror movie made the way of a Steven Spielberg movie – is uh and and I'm talking more more hardcore of a horror movie because Jaws I've seen the argument for Jaws being a horror movie, um yeah oh but, totally but this was a horror movie yeah in Steven yeah. Spielberg's uh, collection now so, oh yeah easily let me ask you something did you ever yeah. see the remake yes I did 2015 yes. I I've never seen it eh, it wasn't that great no nah that's unfortunate yeah but you know what I just feel like there are certain films that they're so iconic they're so whatever that why why remake it leave what we have as it is because it's it is it encapsulates everything that it needs to be redoing yeah. it is just ridiculous well what if I asked you this we got three of them right what if we made a fourth one today you know it's about Carol Ann all grown up well you're talking about sequels yeah, that's different. I'm talking about a remake. Like you don't even have to touch the first one and try to redo it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that at all. No, uh, there's things that shouldn't be touched. That's one like stuff like E.T. or the Goonies. Like, could you see them? Oh, you've never you've seen E.T. It's Anthony yes. that hasn't. Yeah, dude, you can't. Like, can you imagine them saying like announcing tomorrow that they're gonna do a, a, a redo of E.T. a remake? Well, I mean, not look a at reboot Colson, uh, or a sequel, but yeah. a remake. Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah. Like why? And then yeah, they're going to no, redesign ET too. Like what? Then just make a whole. It's new like movie. when they're doing uh, when they're because they're supposedly, from what I remember, redoing Shrek, rebooting Shrek, but it was going to be weird Why? looking, dude. Why? I don't know. You I see what know. I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Stupid coming up with a new story then, because we already have something that it is what it is. This is what that is. There's no reason to go in and remake it. No. Now there no. are movies that have never hit that iconic status. That sure you want to redo it and see if you can put a different twist on it and make it something sure but i feel like once you hit a certain status you shouldn't touch certain films okay but then but then how does uh, rob zombie's halloween fall into that that's what i'm saying he shouldn't really touched it it's okay oh, and i okay. enjoy seeing what he did but it's one of those things where it wasn't needed we did not need a remake of the no first we halloween. didn't we didn't and we didn't have to see a reimagining where all of a sudden he had a shitty 
childhood because that's not what he had in the the movie the original original movie i mean at least his parents look like decent people right like they're dressed nice they're coming we can only assume so much yeah you know his girl his daughter you know has it seemed like a normal house it wasn't like this kind of rundown kind of you know lower ses uh type of uh, environment you know yeah yeah um so yeah, dude. I mean, again, I appreciate it. I like that mm-hmm. he did that he did his own thing, and I'm a fan of Rob Zombie. But that didn't need to be done. Okay, okay. The night, new Nightmare on Elm Street. No, nope, didn't need, to didn't be need done. that. I really, really did dig. Here it comes the Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> remake. I really yeah. did. Didn't need it though. But no, didn't need it. No, no. absolutely. Evil Dead remake. Didn't need it was it. okay. As much didn't as I enjoyed it. it, but yes, again, yeah. didn't need it. But again, this comes down to the. It just feels like more so when all these movies were coming out, the industry was more so in a reboot, remake, whatever we can do to make. And money. it feels like though it's because there's a lot of younger people that it feels like there's it's generations that are like, I love it so much, I want to have the experience of making it. So let's just kind of all make it. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, it's yeah. like no, just do your own thing, dude. Yeah, make up something original. Like dude. when Wes Craven, you know, Scream kicks off. Look boom. at Cabin in the Woods. Exactly. Holy shit, Exactly. Dude. You made those movies, you remade those movies, but you did it fucking differently. Exactly. Like, come on, that's what we exactly. want. That's what we need. There's a, there's, but that, that's the thing. Cabin in the Woods, though, isn't in an iconic status. No, no, it's That's not. my point. So you can do whatever you want with those. Remake them three million times. That's fine. But once you hit one that really hits and people are like, this is top like this yeah. becomes one of this level movies you shouldn't touch it like the shining should they redo the shining the stanley kubrick version no no they should never no but there's gonna saw, be a the original saw to. they should never remake exactly. the original saw but they might candy yeah. man they did yeah was it needed no no we have the store we already have the iconic status yeah child's play they did the same thing they didn't need to nope not Texas a fan Chainsaw. of the new one, too. I mean, I didn't even like the way that Chucky looks. I'm not a fan of the new one. No, dude. Not a fan. The one with Aubrey Plaza, the movie? Yeah, not a fan. I never saw it because yeah. I never wanted to, dude. I was never like, ah, again, another fucking remake. Come on, That's dude. my point, Stop, dude. stop. Yeah. So that said, Poltergeist, I don't think I'm going to see this remake of it. Yeah, don't. Because I, I don't think it needed to be done no. when you have something of this magnitude. Because to me, like, again... It ages very well. There are certain scenes that where you're like, okay, it does look a little hokey, but overall, the yes. practical effects, the way they really just put this movie together, it just it ages well. You just know See, it's a period even, in time. You know what I mean? Like you can look at it and say it's a period and not say, oh, this doesn't age. You know what I mean? Like yeah, ages yeah, yeah. well in terms of effects, storytelling, um, interpersonal relationships, character development, pacing, like the whole thing, music, everything about that, dude. And even even going back to um going back to the whole Steven Spielberg thing, the effects, they looked like the effects, the ghost effects like the end of Raiders and the Lost Ark, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So it was all the same teams and the same people and the people that were there for for all his other projects and working on this project and I don't know, dude. dude. It's top. I'm, I'm, up, I'm saying that this is this will always be on my list of one of the better hot horror movies. It's like, oh right yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Right this there. is this is more of a mainstream horror movie. Hell yeah! Not these back alley uh, uh, abominations that we've seen. I don't, don't want to say abominations because they're good in their own right, but yeah, like it's not. This is no basket case. I'm gonna start putting together my top 100 films of all time, uh, horror movies of all time for me. My top 100 of all time because that gives me enough room to play with stuff and move it around and really sit down and think this is where this 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 goes. But I would I would venture to say Poltergeist is going to be, if not in my top 10, in my top 20. Easily, yeah, easily. I agree. Because agree one hundred percent, dude. It's right there, dude. It's it's a it's almost perfect. There's things yeah. that need to be fixed, but it's almost perfect, dude. Absolutely, dude. Poltergeist. Alrighty. What do we got coming next? And before well, we get it, and then we'll get into our Halloween stuff. Let's we, talk about what we got. Let's do coming tidbits. Next. Let's do tidbits here. Tidbits. Oh, yes, tidbits. And then what we are doing next is Halloween because we got news about that. So let's go tidbits. Yes. Okay, so Drew Barrymore was originally considered for Carol Ann. I did know that. Um, but yeah. they wanted somebody who was a little bit more angelic. But it was because of the uh, audition for this movie that she landed E.T. Nice, which is Subsequently perfect. filming 20 minutes away. Which is perfect because it was E.T. that brought her onto my radar. And I remember watching the movie. And I, I was always told this story when I was a kid. When I saw Drew Barrymore's character on the screen, I looked up at my my mom, my grandmother. I can't remember who it is. And I said, 
I'm going to marry her. <laughs> and I've always had a crush on Drew Barrymore, dude. Always have had a crush really? on her. Really? Then who the oh, fuck? Yeah. Who was it who I was saying that I was talking to and said they're not a big fan of Drew Barrymore? Oh, I thought it was dude, you. I fucking love Drew Barrymore. Uh, I love her quirky little way that she talks yeah, and laughs and she's too, just so cute, dude. She, uh, they and just I had her on an episode stuff, I, dude. They just had her on an episode of, uh, armchair experts. I think it just came out today. You know, growing yesterday. up and just watching a lot of her stuff and I'm a fan of a lot of her movies, yeah. dude. You know, you want to see a good cycle, like one of her psychological thrillers when she played poison Ivy. Mm. Um, the, you know, there's a lot of good stuff that she's in the, the fun rom, rom coms with Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. I love wedding singer, dude. That's one of my favorite Adam yeah. Sandler films. So, uh, yeah, dude, huge fan of Drew Barrymore and, you know, I love my but wife, how but in a world where my wife ever were to, you know, decide she doesn't want to be with me or meet an untimely demise, Drew Barrymore will be my wife. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I call What him. about, uh, but this movie would be completely different without Heather O'Rourke. True. hundred percent. And I love her in this role. Yeah. She's perfect, it would be totally dude. different, dude. I could not see that little Drew Barrymore knowing the age she was in ET, right? With those little pigtails, turn around and go, they're here. You know, yeah, it just no, wouldn't dude. work out. No, not no, at all. No, no. Good decisions. So yeah, we had a good Carol Ann. Good decisions. Um, Heather O'Rourke kept the goldfish uh, that she got after little Tweety passed away. Oh really? She had to keep the goldfish from where she saw. walks yeah. over and she's holding the, the goldfish over the 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 uh, toilet and looks over. She's like, oh shit! The little girl's like, what? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, the movie originally got an R rating. Um, yes, I did know that too. But then the um, it was filmmakers argued it. Uh, so the MPAA, whoever it was at the time, said, uh, "Okay, we'll give you a PG rating." So the uh, with the argument, wait, a PG or PG thirteen? No, we we will give you a PG rating. Oh yeah, that was because money because that, that was uh, well because PG thirteen didn't exist yet. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Here's some money for you. <laughs> yep. Here's some money. Go ahead and change Steven that Spielberg, rating. baby. Come on, dude. He's like, I'm gonna stop doing ET right now. Then, yeah, <laughs> no. Um. Okay. So yeah. Uh, again, this was um originally supposed to be a sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, I always felt like ET was a little bit of a, a sequel to Close Encounters. Okay. Um, even simply that. because they they look like the same creatures. Yeah. I In can Close see Encounters, that. you don't really see them up close, but um. But yeah, at least that's what I've always thought. But his fascination with the UFOs and, and yeah, they always dude. have all of these lights that are super colorful and just like really dazzling to look at. Yeah. You know? It's very um, George Lucas-ish mm-hmm. in ways. And I mean, granted, they're friends, so of yeah. course. But uh, anyway, uh, I guess at one point Stephen King was approached to write the script Wow, which Can would you have been imagine insane, a dude. King poltergeist story. A Stephen King Script. Steven Spielberg movie. Dude. Has he ever talked about this, Stephen King? Is I there don't know. any interviews? I would love to find that and hear his take and thoughts on it. If this and is if true, not, I think again. we're just gonna reach out, have him on this show, and let him give us his thoughts on it. That here. would be pretty cool. We'll dude. break that story. Yeah. Sweet. Let's I'll reach it. out, dude. He's not going to have a problem doing it. Trust no, me. No, no, no. He's a cool He'll dude. He'll be fine. He'll be like, yeah, dude, I'll do it. I'll be on your show. Yeah, Steve will do that. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> Forget about it. Uh, that's all my tidbits today. Nice. Nice, yes. dude. Poltergeist was awesome. Um, so here's the deal. We're not going to continue 1982. We're not going into the next film of 1982. No. Because like we said, we have the 31 days of Halloween coming up. And the, what we decided we're going to do is we are going to watch each movie every day for the next 31 days in October. And whenever we're recording, we're going to discuss however many movies we did watch before that. So typically it's going to be about six movies, but at the start, it's only going to be a few to kick yes. it off. Yes. So we're not going to get in depth. No. We're just going to. Well, well, maybe keep we it will. It depends on which ones they are. Like maybe if it's something we really want to kind of talk about okay. that's not in the 80s, you know, we'll just kind of be a little bit heavier on what we're saying on it. There's going to be a few that. We've seen in the 80s or are about to see in the 80s that mm-hmm. we're not going to, we'll just kind of glaze over or yeah, just. Yeah, because we'll be know. coming back up to them. Exactly. So this is going to be a good time. We're about to give you the list for the next 31 days or the October, come on, the Out of the Shadows <laughs> 31 Days of Halloween. What do we got, Jim? You've got the All right. So there. on the first day of October, we got, 
power went out. Kidding. Um, so for Friday, October 1st, we are opening 31 days of Halloween with the 1978 John Carpenter classic Halloween. Might as well, right? Kick yes. it off. This is why I say we're going to want to talk about some stuff a little bit heavier because... Unless well, we're going to revisit it, this yes, in the future. No, we are okay. absolutely going to revisit it. Yes. If it's something we're not going to ever revisit, like, I don't know, we'll get to it later. Yes. But like, then we'll, we'll talk a little heavier on it and just of give course. really, you know, our, our thoughts on them. Uh, Saturday, October 2nd. Yeah. The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Never saw it. Good Interested movie. Interested in seeing it. Scary movie, dude. It's been, it was really scary. We'll see, dude. It's hard for movies to really scare me. So I'm, we'll this see. Scary, I, I can't dude. wait to watch it. Uh, October 3rd, Sunday, The Burbs. Yes. Which One we will come back to. Absolute favorites. Thank God. Uh, October 4th, Monday, Maniac 2012 version with Elijah Wood. So this, this will be, be interesting fun. because we'll go from Autopsy of Jane Doe, Elijah Wood. Oh, to oh he's in that one? Maniac. Okay. Yes. Uh, Tuesday, October 5th, The Blair Witch Project. Can't wait. Saw that in the theaters. October 6th, Wednesday, Sleepaway Camp. Fun. And that's in the future, too. So, yes. Wait, is it? Yeah, yeah, it'll it be is. in the so, future. Yep. So, we won't go too heavy on it, but we'll October touch October 7th, Thursday, Evil Dead, because we will be seeing it on the big screen, yes. as everybody else should be doing on this night. Again, we've seen it. We won't go too hardcore, but we will discuss our experiences seeing it on the big screen yes. and what that felt like. Yes. Friday, October 8th, we will be watching Goosebumps with Jack Black. <laughs> so we decided to sprinkle in some family-friendly ones as well, yes. uh, just to kind of change up the tone. We didn't want it to be just nonstop, you know... Blood guts, slasher gore. horror, yes. or paranormal, or just nonstop, you know, you know, barrage of whatever. We want to throw some light, fun Halloween kind of sp- spooky season feel to this as well. Yes. Uh, Saturday, October 9th, Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah, it's a uh, classic. Is that in the 80s as well? I can't remember. Yeah, it is in the 80s. Yeah, I think so it that's might coming be anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, October 10th, Sunday, Scream, because we will be watching oh. this in the theater this night. And we're going to be coming back to that as well with the new film coming out. So uh, we're not going to yes. get too heavy on this yes, episode. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Monday, October 11th, Jennifer's Body. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, October 12th, Final Destination. Sweet. Have you seen Jennifer's Body, by the way? No, I've never seen it. Me neither. I'm looking forward to it. So Final Destination, though, you've never seen, I have. No, I know what it's about. Right. But it'll be fun to experience the actual film. All right, cool. Uh, Wednesday, October 13th. How appropriate, the 13th. The Witch. Ooh. Uh, Thursday, October 14th. Halloween Town. Old school Disney Channel movie. Oh, yeah. It's on Disney Plus. Interesting. Uh, Friday, October 15th, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, one of my favorites. Love it. Uh, October 16th, a Saturday, the 1990 It miniseries. Again, one of my favorites. Nothing to take away from the, the two-part uh, newer movies, mm-hmm. but... The '90s one with Tim this Curry. One, you can't sorry. beat Tim it's Curry again, as Pennywise, dude. Again, you know what? And I don't, I don't fault them for making these movies because the other one's considered a TV miniseries, so it's true, two true, different true. entities. I don't see them as trying to remake a TV miniseries. True, you know, which is fine because you know what you got to watch then because we were talking about The Shining remaking The Shining. You got to watch um, Doctor Sleep, the Ooh, sequel. I've heard. Yes, that's good. Watch it and we'll Some talk about it. Some people have talked about it being good. Watch we'll it see. and we'll talk about it. All right, let's do this. Uh, okay, so Sunday, October 17th, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Can't wait. Uh, Monday, October 18th, High Tension. I can't wait for you to see this. I've Yeah? This is one of these films that like when people talk about like your favorite horror movies, it will always come to mind because it just the, the how intense this movie was. And, and it's a foreign film. I love foreign films. Mm, okay. And for a while, I was really getting into foreign horror films. And this one just blew me away when I saw it. I absolutely loved it. Good, good, good. Looking forward to it. They, they did a remake, an American version of it. And I didn't yeah, see that's that one. Used, dude. But this one, man. You said oh, this is what, a French wait. film? Yeah. Good. I like French films. Uh, anyway, uh, Tuesday, October 19th. How appropriate. Session 9. Mm. Uh, October 20th, Wednesday, Trick or Treat. Yeah. That's with love Trick, Trick or Treat. R. Treat. I love Trick or Treat. Uh, Sam. I, I saw it a while ago and I wasn't a fan. So it'll be, I, I've been wanting to revisit this. So this will be cool. Cool, cool. Uh, October, Thursday, October 21st, Stir of Echoes. Fun. Um, Friday, October 22nd, Summer of 84. Cool. That's another fun one. October 23rd, Saturday, at my behest to make it a Saturday. 
Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Yes. You've seen this once a long time ago, you said? Long time ago, dude. Like when it was a, like my brothers were wanting to watch that stuff. You know ah, what I mean? So okay. I sat and watched it with them. Um, and I, I remember enjoying it. Like I remember being yeah, like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is awesome. This is fun, you know? So yeah, I'll be glad to kind of revisit it because I know a lot of my friends dig this movie. This has become um, a huge cult it has. It's classic. It's become dude. a cult classic all of a yes. sudden. So it's like, let me check that out again. I remember the 20th year, uh, 20 year anniversary of it. They did this huge celebration thing on uh, ABC Family or was it Free Form? Oh, nice. I can't remember. But yeah, dude, they had all the original actors and everybody back. It was crazy. Hey, that's cool. Uh, anyway, Aren't they doing a, a sequel now? They are doing a sequel and I hope they don't. I, I, I mean, no, all the originals don't are touch back. It. All the yes, originals are Don't back. touch it. They're I, not I, remaking it. I know. Sequel. Don't touch it. They'll leave it because they're gonna I mean? fuck it up, dude. Because they wrote I mean? the book, the sequel book, and I read it. And I I was didn't like it. Are they following the book? I don't know. Maybe they're doing a movie to just Hopefully. say, "Don't listen to the book. The movie's better." Hopefully, hopefully they do it good. Anyway, <laughs> Sunday, October twenty fourth. I'm gonna cry, dude. <laughs> uh, Sunday, October twenty fourth. A Nightmare on Elm Street three. Dream Warriors. Yeah, one of the best of the, of the series. I love Dream Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's not well. It's probably going to be up there with the top three. Yeah, it's my number one out of out of. See, all I'm of still them. I, I I'm still a fan of the original. Over That's all my the other number ones. two. All of them. Yep. So I love Dream Warriors. Then I love number two. Uh, number one. Okay. As, as my number two and number three will always be a new nightmare. I fucking love. Oh, a new nightmare. okay. I just love the whole meta idea of it. That that yeah. thing where Wes Craven starts messing around with meta horror. Where the world that he's created is very aware of by the characters in his film, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes, yeah, love it, love it. It love was it. like uh, it was basically kind of a sequel to Scream without being yeah. a sequel. It's not the Scream. greatest, okay, but it's it's awesome for I what it is. It. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, the whole concept. Anyway, Monday, October twenty fifth, host. Ooh. Uh, but, but, but Tuesday, October twenty sixth. Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters classic. Yes, sitting right here. VHS on my desk. Nice. Okay. Uh, American Psycho is next on Wednesday, October 27th. You know, while since I saw that. Yeah, I remember I the last time I either. saw that was for my lit class because we read the book and then we watched the movie. Yeah, I don't even remember last time I saw it. I think it was in my old apartment on Raintree. I remember we had a discussion about it and it's going to be fun to kind of bring that yes. concept of what we discussed in class to this conversation because cool. I'd like to see what you think. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Thursday, October 28th, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. We got to throw comedy in here yes, too, dude. dude. We love Tar it. Man. I yeah, can't wait to up. see him. Okay. Lighten it up. I love how everybody, we talked about this as we were kind of watching a little bit of it, how like the, the makeup dude that they used in oh, this yeah, movie. Dude. I mean- See, and this is coming up again, so we're not going to get too heavy yeah, into not it too much, because but yes. there's going to be a lot of conversation happening when we cover that Absolutely. film in, in full. Uh, Friday, October 29th, last three days here, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, the 29th, Hatchet. Hatchet. I'm excited to see what you say about this movie. Okay. Once you get this movie and you see it for the first time, it's going to be really interesting to see what you think about this movie, because I can't see us unless we go back to it in the future. But I, we may just kind of cover this a little bit extra on this because I really want to hear what you have okay. to say about it. Cool, cool. Looking it's forward be to awesome. it. All righty. Oh, the night before yeah. Halloween. Saturday, October 30th. It's the season of the witch. Must be the season yeah. of the witch. Dude, Halloween 3 is... This is the only time... So I was telling you this when I make my, my 31 days typically... I stay away from sequels of horror films, uh, the you know the franchises because mm-hmm. I don't want to repeat kind of the same flavors, right? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I don't want to have two Freddies, two Jasons, two Michael Myers. This is the one that is one of the exceptions because Michael Myers is this is not a this is not a part of those movies at all. This is its own movie, right? And everyone always says that if Season of the Witch was its own thing, then maybe you know it would have gotten its its whatever. We'll talk about it more, but yeah. Uh, I love it, dude. Absolutely yeah. love Season of the Witch. It's one of my Ugh. absolute favorite films. Tom Atkins. That's oh, easily man. in my top 10 of horror of all time is Season of the Witch. Good. For sure. Cool, cool, cool. And finally, rounding out the yeah. wonderful month of October 2021. My new favorite Halloween movie, dude. October 31st, a Sunday, Hubie Halloween. Yes, dude. I talked about it last year. When it came out, how much I loved it. We yeah, talked dude. about it on Silence Your Phone, so I don't care. I'm talking about it here. 
It's good. I love that movie. I'm going to talk about it as much as I can. Good. Maybe I'll have it on Chris and Anthony. We'll talk about it there too. We'll talk about it on History Creeps. Fuck it. Why don't we just get Adam Sandler on to to guest and talk about the movie, dude? After I send the email to Stephen King, I'll send it to Adam Sandler. There we go. There you go. How can can Adam Sandler say no if we're able to land Stephen King? That's the thing. I'm going to send him an email being like, Stephen King basically said yes already. So Stephen King was begging us to be on our show. You're going to want to jump on this. All right, man. This was a good episode. Poltergeist, go get it. Guys, check it out. We're going to post the actual calendar, the list of movies uh, on our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram that I still have to get caught up, but I promise I will so that we can post this as well. Um, there's Those are all out of the shadows podcasts, except for Twitter is O-O-T-S-Pod. And we're also on Slasher, which again, got to get that a little bit up to, up to date, but find us, follow us. Talk to us. Rate us. Throw some ratings on Apple Podcasts. Let us know how, yes. how you like us. Um, follow along on 31 Days Hard uh, and uh, give us your thoughts on the films as we go along. We'll, I'll, you know what? I'll try to do posts on the social media every mm-hmm. day for each of the movies. That just, hey, we're watching this. Okay. And let cool, people cool, leave cool. comments underneath. And then maybe we'll read comments during those episodes where we're recording our uh, our thoughts. Yeah. Cool. We'll read comments of, of people listening on what they thought of the movies we watched. Yes. So leave a comment. Sweet. They will, dude. Leave as one. soon as we start putting that out and having them interact and share their thoughts on things like this. I've noticed that people like to share their thoughts on something that you're going to be talking about ahead of time. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think I'm going to do that. We're going to put it up Say, these are the movies we're watching. What are your thoughts? And we're recording on this day and we'll read your thoughts on air. Cool. Sweet. I agree. There you go. That's our social media. That was Jim Clark. I'm Chris Chavez. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep your eye on the shadows.